So, um, I've been working on a series of the real top 10 albums that changed my life in the review series. I uh, thought I would take a break right now and kind of talk about podcasts. <clears throat> a little while ago, I made um, a video in the review section uh, that was talking about, it was called Podcasts and Overview. I think that's what it was called. Um, originally, I started just talking about all these podcasts I really like and just like starting to like go through them one by one. And I was like, man, this video is like way too long. So I stopped doing that and just did like an overview. And now is the first time uh, since then. Um, I thought it would just be timely just to fit it in here uh, because we've been talking about music so much. I'm going to talk about podcasts, but I'm going to talk about music podcasts. Um, there's a bunch of different categories I'm going to do when I do these these reviews on podcasts, uh, just talking about the ones that I have come into contact with that I enjoy, that I still listen to, some of them that I don't listen to anymore, and why. So there's going to be different groupings uh, like comedy podcasts, uh, educational podcasts, um, interview-based podcasts, um, this one is going to be about music. So, um, yeah, there'll be, there'll be different categories later on. Uh, but right now, I'm going to talk about music podcasts, which ones I listen to, like I said, which ones I don't anymore, why, um, which ones you, you could check out. So I will say right off the bat, a lot of this is going to be metal. A lot of these are going to be focused around metal because I listen to a lot of metal and there's just a lot of good quality metal podcasts out there. Um, in my opinion, and then there's going to be one that focuses on rap and hip-hop. It's a really good podcast. Uh, there's going to be talk of some other stuff, but yeah, don't let that scare you off. I'm going to start with one of the best podcasts, and I'm going to end off on my very favorite um, podcast, music-related podcast. So obviously there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff sandwiched in between uh, for sure. So I will say off the bat, too, that the majority of these... Um, have a very regular output, very scheduled. It's like, you know, once a week or uh, once every two weeks, I think at most, um, except for the one that is last, and we will talk about that um, on its own once we get there. But yeah, this is going to be all about music podcasts. So here we go. Uh, the first one is The Josta Show. So Jamie Josta, who is the lead singer, frontman of Hatebreed, um, also, Kingdom of Sorrow, they put out two albums. He has his own solo project, too. Um, so, what I think is just called Josta. But yeah, so he hosts um, the Josta Show, which is a metal podcast. It's interview-based. Um, I will say, <laughs> uh, like I said, it's one of the best ones i found. So, especially when you get into like heavy, heavy music, um, he has been in that world as a participant, um, as, you know, like in a band, for what, like two decades now, at least. So he was—he's such a big fan of music. So it's—it's also nice to have his perspective as a fan, and also like, yo, he's like still an active artist. He's touring, he's recording, he's like managing. He had like a label for a bit. Uh, maybe he still does have a, a, a record label. Um, but yeah, so he—he's got access to all these like A-list. I'm gonna say that a couple times probably throughout. Like A-list um, metal musicians. Uh, because he's, you know, had common members with them, he, he's friends of theirs, he's toured with them, um, yeah, he's got access to that world, which is great. He does in-person interviews, so that is also a distinction I'll make right now, because other stuff we're going to talk about, they don't do in-person interviews. But because, again, he's got access, right? Like, either he lives in the same place as some of these people, or he's on tour with them, or he's on tour and he ends up in their city, you know, that they live at. So, I mean, he does all these high-profile interviews, like A-listers. 99% uh, used to be musicians, um, musical artists. So, I mean, like, just like I said, A-listers, like Randy Bly from Lamb of God, you know, like, 
<coughs> several members of Mastodon, if not all of them, throughout the years. Um, just like any, whatever, any like metal A-lister that you can think of, um, you know, he's got members of Slipknot on there, and not just like uh, Corey Taylor, you know, he's had um, like recently Sid, uh, Sid Wilson, zero, number zero. Uh, DJ Starscream, you know, so, um, he's, he's, you know, and recently he's getting a little more, like, comedians, like, on there that are, like, metal adjacent, or sometimes he has, like, people that, um, own record labels, I, uh, I can't remember his name now, which sucks, but I think he had, uh, the dude from Metal Blade Records on there, and so, I mean, that, that's a cool perspective, too, when he does that, um, so, like I said, it's interview-based. There's a difference from the way it is now and the way it used to be. I've listened to his podcast for years, and, you know, in the past he's had, like, ads here and there. But now he, he's on something called Gas Digital Media, and I think it's been about a year, at least, since he's been on there, and things have changed a lot. Some of it might just be coincidence, and some of it definitely is not. Um, the interviews are good. The stuff before the interviews, I don't even bother listening to anymore. He's created a lot of segments, so a lot of these podcasts will have an intro before they get to the interview. So some we'll talk about later on. They just talk about current events, and, like, there's a, maybe more than one host, and they're, like, just kind of shooting the shit and just, like, oh, hey, how was things with you? And, like, oh, did you hear about this thing? Or they're releasing an album or whatever. Then they'll get to the interview pretty quick, um, and it's and it's good. You know, they might end off listening to a song by the band that, that they're interviewing or um, or just, like, an upcoming release or something, and then it's, it's all... Maybe it's, like, an hour long, and the interview's 45 minutes, right? Um... Whereas Josh's podcast, some of them are getting to be like two hours long now, or an hour and 45 minutes, and the interview section is only like 45 minutes long. Um, you know, it used to be about an hour, and the same thing, it was like 45 minute long interview, um, sometimes an hour long. It's not super, super structured with like, oh, it's, it's one hour, we better go. You know, they have kind of a free-flowing thing. It's, I mean, I would compare it to Joe Rogan in a bit, um, in a bit, I would compare it to Joe Rogan a bit. Because sometimes it's just like they're not super conscious of time as much, and and especially if it's someone he knows, um, it's just like free flowing conversation, just like you know, just talking about whatever comes to mind, and it's not it's not really like a traditional interview of like, hey, so I was um oh, I was looking at this thing, and and you know what, your your new album, like it's not like that. Um, you know, sometimes they're on a tour cycle or an album cycle, and, and so he's talking about their new album that came out, and they're talking about, you know, uh, the fan, um, fan, uh, what's the word, response to, to member changes, to new music, to a lot of things, right? So, it's, it's good, like, so the interviews are pretty solid, they're good, they're not super, he does, he's not sitting there with, like, a bunch of questions and stuff, though, and he's not getting really, really, really deep, um, but he, uh, yeah, he has good interviews. It's all the stuff before that now that I really dislike, um, and one thing during the interviews, but before that, like, he's got these different segments that he does every once in a while, but it might take up, like, a half an hour of the podcast before you actually get to the interview, so I find him skipping it, because now it's like, oh, there's this segment called, like, um, yours is, ours is, and it's just like, oh, you know, like, this riff kind of looks, it really feels like this other riff, um, and so they kind of talk about, like, oh, whose song came first, and, like, blah, 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 and sometimes it's entertaining, but he also has, like, and he'll do an introduction where he'll talk about maybe some things that are going on in the metal world a little bit, and he has, like, an intro before the intro, that he, as he calls it, like, it's just a lot of, like, little segments and stuff and whatever, it just, I don't find that his solo banter is that good so i generally skip that stuff now 
and go straight to the interview. And there's a lot now to skip, unfortunately, with most of his podcasts, um, with most of his episodes that he puts out. There's one huge gripe I have. Like I said, the interviews are great because he, when he's with someone, he's personable, um, he's funny, he, you know, they can talk very freely and openly because there's a very strong familiarity between him and the people he's interviewing. So um, their guards are down or whatever, but he doesn't really attack them with like, huge deep questions and stuff like that but it's still a really entertaining and somewhat informative interview um but again the caliber of his guests and who he is it makes for a really good podcast as a whole during the interview the thing i don't like is that since he's been on gas digital media um he's had way more ads and he interjects the ads right into the middle of the interview it's so annoying you'll be like 15 minutes into an interview and just really enjoying it and he'll be like There'll be this pre-recorded thing that's like, hey, this is Josh just cutting in here for a second to tell you about uh, cannabis oil pills. And just like, you know, it's like, okay, um, all right. And then like 20 minutes later, it'll happen again. And I'm like, dude, like, it's just really frustrating. I I'm not a fan of that at all. But, I mean, I know he's got to make money and, and sponsors are probably willing to pay you more if you put it right in the middle of the interview because then they know people aren't going to skip it. I get it. I just don't like it. That's just my personal preference, but that's the Josta show. It is really good if you're into if you're into metal. Um, yeah, pretty good. So the next three I'm going to talk about are all kind of like it's, we're going to talk about metal injection, metal hammer, and metal sucks. Uh, they're all kind of metal music media personalities, I guess. They've got websites, Facebook pages. Some of them have YouTube channels. Or I think all of them. I don't know about Metal Sucks, but I know Metal Injection has a live cast on a YouTube channel and Metal Hammer does as well, um, and, and they are, um, yeah, I mean, Metal Hammer's a, a magazine, started off as a magazine, the other two are just online publications, I guess, I'm not like a magazine, but sometimes they'll interview people, they do a lot of album reviews, um, they just, they're fans of metal, they, they're just hosts, right, like none of them are really in any uh, sort of, some of them aren't in bands at all, some of them are in like really lo like local bands that never really got big or whatever, but they're fans of, of heavy music. So I will start off with Metal Injection. So they didn't, they had interviews very, very rarely. Um, and like I mentioned, Josta has in-person interviews. These people, 99% of the time they have an interview, it's like a Skype interview or a phone interview. Sound quality, not great. Whereas with Josta's sound quality of the podcast are generally pretty, pretty good. Like he's got a studio, like a traveling studio. He, he, he you know, uh, takes on tour and stuff, uh, but audio quality really is super hit and miss with with uh, Metal Injection with their um, well any of these three that we're talking about like the three me Metal Injection Metal Hammer Metal Sucks, um, it's pretty hit and miss when they have interviews. But Metal Injection didn't really have interviews that much, so the live cast the Metal Injection live cast is what I used to listen to um, was one of the first uh, music ones that I ever listened to. It was super entertaining. You know we have like these four hosts. Um, like all live in the Bronx in New York, they're they're all Jewish, I think. At least three out of the four of them are like Jewish. Um, they're very self-deprecating. They're really hilarious. They have a dark sense of humor. Sometimes a really blue uh, sense of humor as well. Um, can get somewhat offensive. They roast each other all the time. Like it was a lot of fun. Um, and they do talk about music and metal and stuff, but they also just like shoot the shit and just like whatever. And, and it's like a it's just like being a fly on the wall with a bunch of really tight friends having a good time. That's what it was like. Um, I stopped listening actually more out of a technical error than anything because the RSS feed wasn't, like, letting me download the podcasts. I could only, like, stream it. 
And I was like, nah, I don't like that. Because um, I wanted to download it so I could take it to work when I was listening to it. Because um, I couldn't use, like, the, the Wi-Fi wasn't accessible in the job I had at the time. So I stopped listening to it. I don't miss it that much. Like, I'm over it now. It's been a long time since I listened to it. So I can't really speak to what the podcast is like now. Um, but before, the, the, the Metal Injection Livecast, I mean, they, they did broadcast their stuff on YouTube as well. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And they did talk about metal half the time. <laughs> um, but they, they definitely uh, are huge fans. And again, it's like a lot of fun and, and self-deprecating and, and interesting humor. Uh, but that's one that maybe you want to check out. I don't know. If you, if, you're, if you know anything about how they operate online and stuff, they definitely um, are very controversial. And they're not afraid to, to, to talk shit. They're not afraid to give really harsh criticism on things they don't like, which is a good thing, I think. So the next one is Metal Hammer, which is um, started off as a music magazine in the UK. Uh, its partner magazine, its like sister magazine or, or publication is Revolver, uh, which is circulating in North America. Um, and they've revamped that a lot, which is good. Uh, Metal Hammer is, uh, generally is, like, I really like that magazine. The Revolver and Metal Hammer are the only two music magazines that I um, subscribe to at this point and have for a couple years now. Um, but anyway, Metal Hammer's podcast, they don't really do interviews. Um, you know, we've got like three hosts there, and they kind of tackle a topic. So they they have like just whatever is going on currently in the metal world, they kind of talk about that, like, um, sometimes they, they kind of go, go back, so there's one that talks about, like, oh, was Metallica right about Napster, and, and, I mean, it's still a relevant issue, because things that happen with file sharing, and the way the music business has gone, affect us now, too, they just kind of, like, talk about that for a bit, whenever they do have, I mean, they always have a, a topic that they t tackle that week, um, so sometimes it's about a specific band, like, oh, the, the, the Parkway debate. So we'll talk about Parkway Drive and how they started off as, like, this deathcore band, and now where they're at doing, like, like stadium rock sometimes or, or, like, very anthemic songs, and they talk about them maybe being, like, uh, the next, like, really big stadium filler metal band. Um, so sometimes they get specific. They, they don't spend the whole episode on that topic. They generally always talk um, a bit about some some... Uh, issues that are happening, like uh, current events. They generally talk about current events for a little bit. I mean, they're familiar with each other. They're friends. They're they're like they shoot the shit. It's it's fun. It's light. Um, and then they get into like this topic and talk about that for a while. Uh, they they answer some questions towards the end of the show as well. Like fans sometimes will submit questions and they'll talk about those. Uh, usually fans are asking them about like, oh, what was your favorite concert or something, or what what did you miss out on, or like I don't know. So those are kind of fun. The Metal Sucks podcast. Uh, generally, it's like two guys, but sometimes it's just like one dude doing the interview, and sometimes it's both, and sometimes it's just one host, and like uh, it's a little hit and miss. Um, they are generally an interview-based podcast as well, so they kind of have like the current events at the beginning with two or three. I guess sometimes there's three hosts. Um, they they kind of do like the current events and and talk about that a little bit. Theirs is a little more formal, so it's not as like flowy and and light sometimes. Um, but yeah, so they, they do have interviews. Uh, I like hearing their interviews because it's from this more of like a fan context, uh, from like more of a journalistic point of view, I guess. Whereas like with Josta, it's very familiar, like we are peers, right? And with, the, with these interviews, they still get a lot of good guests, a lot of the same guests that Josta would actually have, like very A-list uh, metal um uh, royalty, I don't know, um, 
So they definitely get a lot of those same guests for sure. But they're usually Skype interviews, phone interviews, things that are not really great for recording quality. Um, also, just having that disconnect, that distance, it's just weird for an interview. Uh, I definitely prefer the different, like, you can hear the difference, in the, even just in the audio, from an in-person interview versus something with a little more distance. But, um, yeah, those are, are generally good. It's nice to get a different perspective, and they definitely have questions specifically. Usually the people that are on there are only there because they're promoting an album. So they talk about, like, oh, they talk about the new album, they talk about old albums, they compare and contrast. Um, they have specific questions that's a little more journalistic. It's not by any means, like, super professional. It's just a little more formal than just a sitting around on a tour bus shooting the shit with his buddy, and they have all these stories and memories they talk about, and it's really fun. This they don't have that you know they don't have that connection so that's that one uh, but generally like I said it's still good um, I, I I enjoy it for sure oh next we talk about the needle drop yes the needle drop so this is one that I started listening to and I stopped listening to so Anthony Fantano is a um, generally a YouTube music reviewer uh, he is a channel called the Needle Drop it is insanely good it is very very well done. Um, the podcast falls flat. He started interviewing people a while ago, and then he stopped. Now, the interviews were pretty flat, but I was hoping, as a listener and already a fan of his from the YouTube channel, that he would continue this practice and keep keep interviewing people, kind of, like, get more interview skills and whatever, but it seems like he didn't. So, the, now he kind of does a whole different thing where he, he talks about a, a, big, a bunch of different artists and their albums and stuff in a podcast, and... Because he's talking about so many different things in one, I'm not really interested. I always like pick and choose kind of who I like if if there if it was an interview or if it was just like oh we're talking about this topic today or like whatever. I pick and choose what I'm interested in or what I want to learn more about. And generally, a lot of the people that he's talking about in these these podcasts, I'm not really into. Um, so I mean, I would say if you're already a fan of his. You know, you can give it a shot, but it's it's pretty. It falls pretty flat. I do, I just don't like it. I stopped listening to it. So um, I was I kept waiting for him just to like start doing interviews again, and then he never did, and I was like, ah, that sucks. But amazing YouTube channel uh, where he reviews music. He's incredibly well researched, informative, funny. Um, he just like he knows what he's doing. He's been doing it for years now. He really knows what he's doing with that channel. And it's really good stuff. Uh, it, it's super well done. Um, he gives it like a rating. Like I said, he's got a whole system worked out. He knows what he's doing, and it's really great. Um, he generally reviews a lot of pop music, a lot of contemporary rap and hip hop. Um, he dips, or no, a lot of indie music as well, or what I'm calling indie music. And then he dips into some heavier stuff too, and he knows what he's talking about. Like, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't review stuff he doesn't know anything about. Even if it's someone he, and he's been following their career for a while, he still does the research on that album. He listens to it, he listens to it, he makes notes, he does all this stuff. He gets into some electronic stuff too. Generally not any, like, country, I don't know. Uh, but th those are the kind of things that he reviews on his YouTube channel. This is about podcasts, though, and his podcast, The Needle Drop, felt really flat for me. Didn't enjoy it at all, unfortunately. <laughs> This next one, lead singer syndrome. So um, Shane Told from Silverstein. So the, again, another band that's been around for a while. So he hosts this one. It's interview based, but he gets a lot of different people than Josta. So Josta, way more hardcore, heavy, um, you know, like stuff. He gets into like metal, extreme metal, all types of metal. It's like Ozfest. Okay, Shane Told is like Van's Warped Tour. That's the difference. 
he gets into some heavier bands too, like, you know, August Burns Red and stuff, like, in that area, so still metal, but generally it's more like punk, emo, screamo, those type of bands. Some, like, legacy bands or whatever, like Taking Back Sunday, this, like, really, really, um, you know, like, they were part of this emo movement, I mean, Silverstein had some harsh vocals in it, so there's, like, screamo, whatever, um, but he definitely gets those A-list bands, but in a whole different genre for the most part. There's very little overlap between Josta and uh, Lead Singer Syndrome. Uh, so those are really good. Shane, you know, he has a little bit of an intro before he eventually gets into the interview, but it's not as annoying as Josta's at all. Uh, he does cut in from time to time with an ad, but again, not as annoying as Josta's uh, stuff with, with the ads. But again, he's got a whole bunch of different people he interviews, but still a-list for sure but for sure um but but like i said more like vans warp tour bands that's what he's getting into there uh like i said some legacy bands like taking back sunday were maybe their albums that were their, their peak albums were like 10 years ago or more but then also very new new bands in the scene as well um so i know he had like issues on there but he also he's had people from like dance gap and dance um uh, like I said, Taking Back Sunday. I can't even think right now who else he's had on there. But he's he's got a lot of stuff on there. Um, and again, he's got a kind of familiarity. He asks a little more specific questions than Josta does. It's not just shooting the shit with a friend. Uh, because sometimes they're people that he's never really met before, but a lot of the times they're people he's familiar with anyway. Um, or, and maybe they are friends and they toured together and whatever else, right? But he definitely, like, knows his, like, it's like, oh, yeah, like, let's talk about your struggle with alcohol or drug addiction or whatever, right? Like, he knows who he's talking to, and he sometimes kind of gets in there. It's not super journalistic by any means, but he definitely asks some more pointed questions than Josta would. Um, the next one is, oh, yes, break it down. So, uh, Matt Carter, who's from the band Emery, uh, he had a podcast with other members of Emery called Bad Christian, and I used to listen to that. I mean, I still do. Uh, but then he branched off and was also doing this thing called Break It Down. Uh, I think he originally, his intention was to, like, you know, talk to these musicians, generally in that same, like, emo-ish scene, Vans Warped Tour scene. Also, though, some of them are a little more, like, B-list or C-list, because they're, in, like, at least in the scope of everything, because sometimes he focuses on, like, this, like, real Christian, like, folk singer or something right um but the whole thing of calling it break it down is because matt is very analytical very structured and he wants to get into the, the real meat of like hey what's your recording process like what's the gear that you use how do you go about layering this thing like he gets really technical about stuff so that could be cool if that's what you're into um, he doesn't really get a lot into like lyrics and themes and emotions and, and stuff like that. I'm going to compare this a little bit to the one we're going to talk about last, because this is way more like getting into deep, getting in deep, but more of like the technical aspects of creating the music. Whereas the last podcast we're going to talk about is more about the cre getting in deep into the art and creativity. But Break It Down is still decently good. I don't listen to a lot of the episodes because there's not a lot of people he's interviewing that I'm into. Uh, at least when it comes to music, but he's opened that up a lot, where he wants to, like, break it down with people that, um, you know, like, scientists, experts in their field, depending on what the field, it could be psychology, it could be about climate change, it could be whatever, so he wants to kind of, like, interview, he's interviewing more of a broad scope of people now, but he did start off with, with mostly music, I believe, is kind of how that, maybe early on he had, like, a scientist in there, 
But, um, when, yeah, so it's still not just about music, but he still focuses on interviewing musicians and, and stuff as well. Oh, yeah, so we've got uh, three left here. So now we're going to get into uh, Distraction Pieces. That is also the title of a Scroobius Pip album. Scroobius Pip is a British uh, poet, rapper, spoken word artist, um, hip-hop artist, he is insanely intelligent. He's a huge fan of the music. Like he's just so enthusiastic and very knowledgeable and rich in his history of rap and hip hop. And he, um, yeah, he, he. I mean, he's an artist himself. Scroobius Pip, uh, and and Distraction Pieces, great album. Um, he isn't as he, he himself. I would not categorize as being like a list. Um, he's definitely a little more underground. Just. For whatever reason, that's just where it is. Um, or there's like even like A-list underground, let's say. Like Sage Francis, I would still... Like he's not... You know, he he's not what a lot of people like know. To me, he's like A-list underground. Atmosphere is A-list underground. Like, And then the underground kind of gets like, well, is that underground anymore? Like rhyme, people on Rhyme Sayers, like P.O.S. and Greaves, like is that underground? I don't know. But it's definitely not stuff that's on the radio, so I guess... It's not like, oh, Childish Gambino is like A-list, period. Not A-list underground, right? And then we've got, like, you know, like I said, Sage Francis Atmosphere, POS, you know, stuff like that to me is underground still a little bit. That's how it started, and it's to me that's A-list. Scroobius Pip is like a step underneath that, but he's adjacent as well. Like, he's done songs with POS and Sage Francis and others, and he, he works with some of those artists. Um, and he, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. He's really good. Uh, but anyway, he's part of that world. He's an artist himself. Uh, he's incredibly intelligent. He focuses a lot on social commentary and politics. Um, but within this this context of he's interviewing, he's an interview-based podcast as well, and he is interviewing all these artists. And um, I don't listen to a lot because there's a lot of artists that I don't know, and I just don't feel like, oh, I feel like learning about this guy today. Like I feel like I want to have a little bit of background on somebody before I listen to an interview like this when it's a music interview. But, I mean, he's interviewed P.O.S. and Sage Francis. Uh, I think Killer Mike as well uh, from Run the Jewels. Uh, I think he had Sal Williams on there, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did for sure. So um, he interviews a lot of great people in that scene and more underground scene as well. It's really great. Um, but I said, like I said, he, he generally focuses more on like politics and social criticisms or social commentary. Um, that's kind of like where things tend to go with him, but he's very bright, very smart, but he also talks a lot about his history of like rap and hip-hop and like stuff like that. Um, and again, he's familiar with some of his guests enough that it's... I don't know. He he definitely asks more questions and more like not journalistic necessarily, but he's just so knowledgeable, and he's very intelligent and very smart and uh, very introspective as well. Um, it's 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 really good stuff. So if you're into rap and hip hop, I would definitely check out his podcast, um, which is Distraction Pieces, and that's by Scroobius Pip. So the second last one I don't listen to anymore, and I actually forget the name of it, but it was with Brandon Chappetti. Um, who is, he used to play guitar at 18 Visions. He's the vocalist of Bleeding Through. He owns a gym called Rise Above Fitness. I forget the name of that podcast, but it was one of the first ones I ever started listening to. It was very focused on music and fitness. Um, he talks a lot about fitness. I mean, and, and the positivity that he found in that world and like whatever. And Henry Rollins is a Rollins is a big inspiration for him. That's why he called it Rise Above Fitness. Um, so I mean. He's also really negative and stuff in, in some cases, which sometimes I like, and other times I'm like, dude, like, why are you shitting on this thing, like, so hard? Settle down. 
I just stopped listening to it a while ago. I don't even know if he still does it. It's been years since I listened to it, and I don't remember the name of it. I tried researching it before I started this. I couldn't find the name of it. Um, but yeah, Brandon Chappetti from Bleeding Through. I enjoyed it for a while. I enjoyed it for a little bit, and I, even when he did talk about fitness and stuff, it was still a cool... Uh, it was not interview-based. Um, he generally just did the podcast alone and found a topic that he was, you know, talking about, like, oh, you know, like, these people doing humble brags on Instagram, and, like, why do you feel like... <laughs> oh, okay, that was an almost sneeze. Whew. Um, so he... <laughs> he, he, you know, he tap tackles a topic uh kind of loosely and kind of goes from there generally uh yeah it just eventually just wasn't for me anymore and i stopped listening to it the output was also really inconsistent on that podcast uh and the quality was too so but it, i mean it was good for a, a little bit depending on what he was talking about it was just kind of hit and miss but brandon chapetti bleeding through i i really enjoyed that band and um yeah so last one my favorite music podcast. It's called SWIM, which is an acronym for someone who isn't me. Uh, Daniel P. Carter, he's the sole host of that one. Um, he has been in some bands, uh, and is currently, and some of them have been more like rock, some of them have been more metal. Um, but he he's not what I would ever call like an A-list, like top-shelf like mu musical artist. Um, but he is just so good. He's a visual artist as well. Who knows what else he does. He comes from a very, like, he is just like a true artist out of everyone we've talked about. I mean, he's such an artist. He, he, that is the lens, that is the context for him that he interviews people because it is an interview-based pod, podcast. And he interviews, like, A-list people. You know what I mean? Like, he interviews, like, Randy Bly, he's had on there. They talk about photography, they talk about music, they talk about writing, um... Oh, who else has he had on there? It's it's so few and far between. That's the one thing I don't like about it. It's so few and far between as to when he puts out an episode that I, I kind of forget who he's had on there now. But, I mean, it, it's all, like, A-list people. Chino Marino from Deftones. He's had him on there as well. I think, um, I don't remember the vocalist from Faith No More. I think he's had him on there. Uh, but he, he's had a bunch of people on there. All the other podcasts we've talked about, other than Brandon Chappetti's, they have a very large back catalog of like yeah they've got like 100 podcasts or 200 podcasts like under their belt already swim has i think under 30 maybe under 20 or around the 20 mark um there's just not much there he he just it's so inconsistent when he releases an episode um that's the one thing i wish he was more even if it was just like even if it was once a month it would be better than what he does now if it was once a week that'd be tight uh, he does a radio show as well, but yeah, he he just comes at it from this art artistic standpoint. Where I said like Matt Carter from Emory, he is way more technical. He goes in deep about these technical aspects, and Daniel P. Carter. Um, I hope I'm getting these names right. I must. I maybe I messed up somewhere along the line. But anyway, Swim Podcast. He gets into the creative aspects. He gets really into like. You know, how did this come about? Like, he, it's not journalistic. It's its just coming from someone who's, like, very informed, very in tune with, with the other person he's interviewing. He's done research, additional research, or he's already a huge fan and, a, and familiar, and he's an artist himself. So he really wants to get into it and be like, wow, like, your creative process is brilliant, and, like, I really love what you did here. Can you, like, maybe explain that a bit and unpack that for us? He gets into these concepts, 
And that's kind of what where, where he's coming from. And I love that. I love how they analyze and deconstruct things. They talk about the differences between certain albums and sounds and like the, the mind state and emotional state of of the people when they were creating. So it's really, really a creative podcast. It focuses on creativity. It's very positive and just like full of love and stuff. He's not like a hippie, but I mean it, it almost becomes spiritual with how in tune to, to his muse he is, or like how it's just, you know, it's just art. Like, he lives and breathes art. He, I feel very akin to him with just, like, art is life, man. But, like, like that's what it feels like. So that's my favorite one because it just, for me personally, that's the stuff I love hearing about. I love his approach. Um, people that he's not always really familiar with, but they he gets familiar pretty quick. It's like, oh, we're kind of kindred spirits. Or, like, he finds a way to connect. And that's a key thing is, like, connecting with his with his guest, even though he's not, like, friends with them. Whereas Josta, like, the majority of people he interviews are friends of his already. So the connection is already there. With Shane, you know, and Lead Singer Syndrome, there's a connection, even even if they're not his friend because they're in the same scene, or he can find a way to connect because they played this festival or that tour together or whatever. But this is, like, a really, like, soul connection, I guess, is what I would call it. It's kind of heavy, but, um, yeah. That kind of wraps it up. Like that's I could spend more time with each podcast. I mean, it goes really, really long, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to dedicate like one video to a whole podcast or something like that. So this kind of this is a quick overview. But these are all the music podcasts that I have listened to and the ones I listen to now. Uh, if you have any suggestions, I would love to hear it. Um, I like a lot of different types of music. Generally, is from what we saw here, a lot of the metal ones are the ones I'm finding that are, are generally good and worth listening to. Um, I mean, I listen to a lot of different stuff, though. So if you've got music podcasts that I should check out, you should uh, leave that in the comments. If you've got questions further about anything I've talked about, then drop that in the comments, too. But this is, yeah, again, just an overview of, of specifically the music podcasts I listen to. Um, later on, I'll talk about different podcasts like true crime or, or comedy or, or whatever, educational. There's a bunch of different groups that I listen to. I listen to about 50-ish podcasts, um, which isn't a lot in comparison to some people, but I don't know. I, I, I definitely listen to a fair amount. Um, so again, if you have questions, drop questions. If you've got comments, do that. Uh, I always encourage you to like the video if you like the video, so do that too. Um, that's that's it. So music podcasts, podcasts are, are life. Music is life, art is life. I don't know any other cornier way to end that. Um, <laughs> we will see you on another time.